0: Oleg, Tolmachov. Did I get it right? Perfect. Tolmachev. Spot on. Spot on.
1: <laughs> you got
0: to put on the strong Russian accent. Tolmachov. Yes, that should do.
1: All right. Homestyle Green, episode 77. What actually is UPVC? And is it really a good material for framing windows? G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the show all about inspiring people to make a better place to live. I'm the host of the show, Matthew Cutler-Welsh, and this week I caught up with Oleg Tolmachov from Warm Windows, and we are talking all about UPVC. Before we get into today's show, I just want to do a quick shout-out to Homestyle Green sponsor. That is Nodora. Now, if you're considering building or doing a, may could do a renovation using Nodora, but probably if you're considering doing a new build, then definitely check this out. Nodora is the global leader in insulated concrete form building systems. If you don't know what that is, then head over to energyefficientbuilding.co.nz or to nodora.com, and you'll get loads of information there. Now, Nidura has been around for a long time overseas, and if you're listening to this outside of New Zealand, then there's a good chance there is a authorised distributor near you. And it's great news that this system is now available here in New Zealand. So if you are looking for a system that is energy efficient, environmentally friendly, super strong, and a good way to create a really healthy living space for you and your family, then definitely check it out. Go to energyefficient.com building.co.nz or you can call them on 0800 NADORA that's 0800 683 672. Now the common thing about UPVC is well first of all I didn't really know what PVC was. We talk about PVC quite a lot and uh, Oleg (laughs) reminds me of a quite a bad time in uh, fashion when PVC perhaps was all the rage and that might have contributed to getting Bit of a bad name for PVC, but never mind. We move on. And what's the U part of UPVC all about? Well, it turns out that that's fairly critical to the whole equation. But the question that usually comes up is what about the UV? We've got a big ozone hole uh, around New Zealand. We don't have much ozone. We know that the UV factor is pretty high here. And a lot of people are very concerned about the deterioration of PVC or the yellowing and then um, plastic, because PVC is essentially is a plastic, um, would, does that not make it brittle and, and how can it last for a long period of time? And what, it, what are the benefits? Why would you want to even consider PVC? Because it is a premium product, it's not uh, at the lower end of the, the scale, although as I found out in this interview, it's not that expensive either. So anyway, I started out by asking Oleg why he does what he does. Um, original
0: idea came from the guys who set up the company back in 1987, back in the motherland. Um, they brought it successfully for a good 15-20 years until one of them went for a little cruise, landed in the port of Tauranga. And since that day, they could never figure out why the hell is it so cold inside the houses. Yeah. Um, on the close-up inspection, it has been established that the windows are not suitable for living. Tell and, us about
1: the, you mentioned the motherland.
0: Yes. Motherland far east of Russia plays Vladivostok, Khabarovsk, and Nahodka as well, mm-hmm. for those who are interested in geography. Um,
1: so when when was it that you came to New Zealand?
0: I came in New Zealand back in 2006, right. July 2006. Right. For completely different reason, though, I came here to study the language, out of all things. Uh-huh. Um, things progressed a bit further, enrolled in hotel management school, and believe it or not, I am qualified hotel manager, out of all things.
1: But that's not what you do.
0: Correct. Um, never worked in the hotel for a single day of my life, after the graduation. Um, always been interested in buildings. Yep. How things work and how we can make things better, especially the technical side of things. This is probably why I was so interested to take this position with this company. Yeah, because um, I knew that there is a huge potential for development, but the challenge is there. The challenge is to show that there are some products that are not well known that are all over the world, but not in New Zealand. And obviously, great business opportunity as well.
1: So, how did that play out in in this particular case? Some somebody came over. Landed in Tauranga?
0: Tauranga, yes. There was another Oleg. Yes, we have two Olegs in the company. Right. He landed in Tauranga, um, had a look, went back, and he came in New Zealand in 2005, Yeah, as far as I can recall. Set up the company, brought the machinery, brought the first lot of profiles, set it all up. Um, long and very horrible story short, um company been sort of idling for about three years from that point. Um first of all, because there weren't any laws regarding double glazing, let alone u p b c but this is
1: prior to this is prior 2000... to two thousand and eight oh, okay yeah as... so there was new code yes. at that time, but not
0: nothing mentioned in double glazing r value specifications you could get away with anything
1: right yeah, yeah,
0: in two thousand and eight things did change when the new code came in, and the r value about um Regulation regarding R-value point twenty six 0.26 came in place as well. What was it before that? Yeah. I do not recall, to be honest with you. I don't think it was ever properly specified what you can right, use. Because right. by default, um, single-glazed aluminium pumps out something along the lines of 0.14. Yeah. yeah, Barely about, anything,
1: about really. About 0.15, yeah. 0.14, something like that. Yeah. yeah,
0: something along those lines. So double glazing got people looking for things. Yeah. And eventually they would come come up with... A research that says, okay, you got aluminum, this is what we will use. And then there is a bunch of Russians saying, hey, there is something called UPVC. Uh Try that. Um, Still didn't quite work because with local population, it's always a little bit difficult to bring out new things to show that there is something else. Um, What did help us is all of the expats from Europe. Yeah. Till this day, it is 70% of our clientele. Yeah. They're used to these things. They they've been around since what, nineteen seventies basically. All over the Europe. And by now Europe got good eighty five to ninety percent in some cases with UPVC. Yeah UPVC yeah. is not considered um top of the line profile anymore. Mm. No, UPVC is something you get by default. If you have more money, yeah you go for the upgraded timber. Um right
1: that's so just kind of mainstream standard pretty much yes it's,
0: it it's been it's been like this for about a good 15 years what
1: what exactly is upvc
0: okay stands for unplasticized polyvinyl chloride poly chloride. unplasticized polyvinyl chloride vinyl
1: polyvinyl chloride yes you, you yep. got it way better than that <laughs> um
0: so this is when a lot of um a lot of misconception come in place a lot of people will call it, call it just a PVC profile. Yeah, PVC is something a little bit different. PVC is the original form discovered yeah. back in nine sorry 1870 either two or eight. Um, discovered as a just powdery compound. No, right. one, no one could figure out what to do with it, really. It was just a white kind that's of powder. A, that's a
1: long time ago. Ages. Ages ago. 18, 1870s.
0: And that's been discovered by Germans, as uh-huh. far as I can recall. Um, nothing really done to it until 1926 by guys in states. Yeah. They started playing around with it and found that they can make synthetic material. They can make flat plastics, soft plastics. There was never an idea at that stage about windows That you could actually make something proper and sturdy from it No, it was more along the lines of
1: Fashion Fashion kind of things Yes, yes
0: Um, As horrible as it gets, to be honest with you um, That (laughs) That stuff
1: Conjures up some pretty bad images
0: Yes, that stuff, especially back in the day um, Used to degrade really quickly Right It used to, under the sun, it would probably last half a year if that yeah on top of everything it used to leach out absolutely all of the free radicals that it's got in there
1: right so probably there's probably a, a lot not of
0: things that you hear till this day that are still backfiring on UPVCs. yeah they, they they leach free radicals into atmosphere and they cancerous and whatnot
1: yeah because that's not a great start for a material it all
0: comes from back where it started sort uh-huh. of a century ago yeah. really so coming back to window topic of things 1965, a company by the name Trocal came up with the first PVC window. The idea was very simple, is to mold the window over the top of reinforcement. So, Mm -hmm. backwards from what's happening now. Um, What they've done, they put the box section through the extruder, and the window was kind of stretched on top of it. Um, Good idea. Didn't quite work, because once again, PVC is designed to be a soft material. And those things deteriorated in about three years. They would sort of melt around that profile. Really? Yeah, didn't quite work. Until... So it wasn't
1: that they would crumble. It was, they would no, they just deform. They would and...
0: just deform under the sun. It's it's not a stable profile, right? Because PVC, it's to be honest with you, proper name for it, PPVC. Right. Plasticized polyvinyl chloride. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the plasticizers are the free radicals, right. really. Um, if anyone listening from chemistry of polymers and to mix something up, please, <laughs> please send me an email yeah. and correct us. Um, oh, are you
1: chemists out there? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, quite a few
0: actually. Quite a few, right. believe it or not. Um. So, 1975 is when things changed. This is the original date of. Um, UPVC window.
1: Uh-huh.
0: UPVC has been unplasticized. Right. It has been made into the proper hard, rigid material.
1: And is, so is that what the U is, the, the unplasticized bit? Unplasticized. Is, is making it into a rigid Correct. material rather yes. than something that's going to yes. mel- melt. It eventually. is a
0: final form. Yeah. I think we need to re record something. <laughs> okay. 1954. Is the first year,
1: 1954. Yes, it's the
0: first year for Germans to win their first World Cup, (laughs) and for the first window to come out. That's a good year. 1965 is when the first PVC window came out. Right. 1974 is when Germans done more developments on them and switched to the third generation of them. Right. Right. So slightly different. um, That's fine. Yes. Yeah, since then, um, we are sitting on Generation 7 uh-huh. so far. What the infamous ideal house guard is Generation 8. Right. Um, there are a few more things that have been developed from then, but they're more often upgrades rather than a fully remade profile.
1: Right. Because the big concern for UPVC when you say that, aside from those conceptions around... Uh, Is it toxic and does it melt or deform is yellowing and eventual degradation still. That's what most people, when I suggest it, they say, oh, but surely that won't last in New Zealand.
0: Yep, that's the first thing people say. And this is not – I can't say that it's wrong. Yes, it will happen if you use the wrong profile. Simple as that. Right. The profiles that are used for Europe, England, Germany, all the mild climates, it can be very cold. Yeah. That's fine. UPVC doesn't like heat. It doesn't like the surface energy on Mm -hmm. it. And the surface energy consists of overall temperature, humidity rate, and uh, UV.
1: Right. All of that combined together. Most people are concerned about, isn't
0: it? Yes. But it's not quite right, to be honest Uh with you, because the overall temperature is what kills it. Right. So when the tests are done, 10 degrees Celsius during the test will either accelerate it twice or make it last longer twice. Right. So if the test is carried out at, say, 50 degrees overall Mm -hmm. temperature, and the profile lasts for say ten years.
1: Yeah.
0: Bring it down to forty degrees and plus for twenty years. Right. Bring it up to sixty and you only got five.
1: So it's more sensitive to temperature than it is to Correct. amount of UV.
0: Correct. UV is fairly easy to get rid of because you have um titanium dioxide, yeah. calcium zinc stabilizers. You can either get the one doped with aluminum or silicon. So there are a few different ways to get around it. Right. Um the biggest concern for New Zealand obviously is UV, mm-hmm. so if you f- if we focus on that, what we need to look at is the profiles that will last in New Zealand, they must correspond to something called EN 12608S. Right, S stands for severe climate requirement, uh-huh. and that is what will work in New Zealand. So we have a severe climate officially, severe climate officially. We're not the worst, believe it or not, right? Um, the worst would be three deserts in states. And this is where the natural testing laboratories are located.
1: So in that scale, we're severe because we're warm, not we're, we're warm
0: cold. and UV as well. Right. So it's sort of you can't just take one of them. You really need to run the combination of it. Yeah. We're yep. not the warmest place, but we've got the highest UV.
1: Yeah. Right. So
0: the states is slightly other way. It is one of the hottest places in those deserts. Yeah. But the UV is not that high. Right. Africa, South, um, South Chile, but at this way: there are about 15 places on earth that qualify as severe climate requirements. Australia and New Zealand are the most entertaining ones.
1: <laughs> right. So I guess the outtake from that is that there's lots of different flavors of UPVC yes. Yes. and some are going to be more appropriate for some climates in some Correct. countries and regions than others. How does someone buying UPVC windows in New Zealand know that they're getting the most appropriate product for this country?
0: It's rather simple. Every decent profile will have an inline marking on it. Every piece of profile, whether it's a glass bit, sash, frame, anything, it will have an inline marking uh-huh. stating what profile it is, manufactured by whom, right. and what standard does it correspond to.
1: And is that uh, only visible before it's installed? Or can you see it? Most of the time, it will be in a very
0: funny place where you won't see it. Yeah, so you better go to the factory of the manufacturer, such as us or someone else. Yeah, and go and see the pre-cut length of profiles. They come at five point eight meters long, and I think they're stamped about every two meters.
1: And so, for someone looking in New Zealand, is it that um, that standard that you mentioned before? What was it called? That, that EN 12608s EN twelve six hundred eight. So that's what they should be looking for. That's, Correct, if, and that's the appropriate one for, yes. for New Zealand. So. Are there people who are selling UPVC that is not up to that standard here? Yes,
0: unfortunately there.
1: are. Right, so people do, and, and that's not regulated in any way at the not moment? Not
0: by any means whatsoever. New Zealand is, okay, put it mildly, it doesn't have a single regulation, hence allowing even in such a small country with only give or take 10 companies doing UPVC. Yep. At least four of them are bringing in profiles that are not applicable for
1: New Zealand. Right, so he probably pays to shop around and definitely quiz definitely. the uh, supplier.
0: Yes, you can always don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, this is my recommendation. Always, if someone says that the profile comes from Germany, it might come from the German brand, not quite physically from Germany. Don't be afraid to ask for the bill of lading. See where the goods come from. Right, you as a consumer, you can ask these questions. Yeah. Why not? I can't see any harm being done. Ask to walk around the factory after hours. Anything. Just make sure you get the right stuff.
1: Yeah. Simple as that. Because it's a reasonable size investment, isn't it? We're we're talking um, a reasonable percentage of a renovation or a new build.
0: I would say your windows are going to be a number two expense after the land.
1: Really? Uh, yes. So land and then windows. Pretty much, yes.
0: Because single-handedly you expect to spend on, okay, say, what do we have an ideal house? Okay, ideal house is a bad example. Um, you're looking on average between thirty to $50,000.
1: To do a whole house. To do a whole house. Like a typical three, four bedroom.
0: I would say four bedroom. Yeah, Four bedroom, typical house, yes, three, with two, a lot three, of indoor-outdoor flow. And this is what usually bumps the price. It's not the windows, it's the doors. Ah, oh, right. And, yeah.
1: Because of the complexity of them?
0: Uh Not so much on that because of the glass.
1: Because right. once
0: you go doors, you must go safety glass one way right, or another. Right. Whether it's tempered, laminated,
1: anything yeah. else. Yeah, right. Yeah. So how does that compare to, um, let's not even compare it to um, non-thermally broken aluminum because it's not even worth it. That <laughs> is
0: the most important question, though, the most frequently asked question. There are people who are not even aware that thermally broken aluminum exists.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Most of the people don't even know what UPVC is. They never heard of yeah,
1: it Yeah, okay. So, well, let's go with that then. So, at the moment, what sort of premium above aluminum frames would you expect?
0: If you shop around, you will get anywhere between 5 6% to about 15-20. With our company in particular, we're on average 15 due to different components. 15% more than... On top than of aluminum.
1: Uh non, broken? Non-thermally broken. Oh, so only 15% more yes. than non-thermally. So entry-level double glazing, which is arguably useless because you've got a really good conductor that you've got the glass in. Correct. Uh, 15% premium above that, which should be on par with good grade... They'll be broken. A little bit less. Less than aluminum. On yeah. the
0: average quotes, put it this way, a bit of comparison I've done lately was average house with aluminum will go for about 20K. Uh-huh. We for will, their glazing bill. Yes. Yeah. Overall joinery right. package. Average house is 20K. Yeah. We will be along the lines of 25 Thermally broken aluminum will be getting up to 28, 29, 30. Mm-hmm. Timber will be 33, th- yep. 33 to 35. Yep. And then there is a huge gap to IV-68 timber. Right. Which goes just about double the price if not triple of UPVC.
1: PVC. Right, right. But that's amazing looking.
0: That is what I would buy for my house. But <laughs> if I ever had <laughs> enough money I won the lottery. <laughs> right, right. triple A, mitra-joined uh, I can go on for whereas I just love that.
1: Right, right. But in terms of performance, because you mentioned some numbers before. We we go point one five maybe for standard double glazing. Yes. Up to point sorry,
0: point one five for single glazing. Oh sorry for single glazing. Aluminium.
1: Up to point two six. Glazing. correct. Um thermally broken probably up point 0.3, three.
0: 0.31. 1. 0.31 to 0.32, dependable on what break we've got in the middle. Right.
1: And so then where do we get to with as a starting point for UPVC? Okay.
0: Generic value for UPVC as established by brands is identical to timber, which is 0.36.
1: Right. So we're, we had always tested. So 0.31 for good quality aluminum. Yes. Double, thermally broken. Yes. And there was getting uh, a, a, another jump up from there to 0.36. Yes. For PVC.
0: Yes. And... Our particular suit runs 0.
1: 0.41. That's and, quite a big jump up again. Yes. Now what's what? What do we attribute that to?
0: Um, proper frames.
1: Proper frames. Proper frames. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. As funny as it sounds, because you, you you can have one frame with three chambers inside, with two chambers. Right. How they seal, how the chambers are located. Uh-huh. At, at quite a bit of thermal engineering in there. Yeah. And and I'll we, I'll put
1: an image up so people can have a look at that. But it, that's. When you're looking a cross-section. Yes, when you look you at the cross-section. Correct. Kind of cells. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll send you a picture with timber, aluminium, thermally broken aluminium, and then yep. us side okay. by side yep. on different things. Yeah, so we run at 0.41. And yep. this is absolutely bone stock package. Yeah. This is your clear double glazing, two layers of mil glass, warm edge space. I must mention that because that contributed, I think, to about zero two points um, for our value
1: and that's the bit that's actually inside the, inside the glass the, this the is what keeps unit, your
0: glazing it? apart
1: the two bits of glass so, and Correct. that's nothing to do with the frame but it's an important part of it is an important record.
0: part of the overall yep yes. yes and with low e you can go to point 58
1: right so that's getting right up that is getting right
0: up. up to IV68 timber really.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, even yeah, but once again, this is not top of the line. If we come back to ideal house, we're pushing quite close to one point one, one point two in places.
1: Yeah, which is right, <laughs> not pretty, too
0: far away from your wall. Pretty imp-
1: yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, a lot of the work that you do then, and the business uh, that Warm Windows does is retrofit, isn't it? Yes, is it?
0: That- that's our bread and butter. Yeah. The reason why we probably can't get on the new-builds market is the price and general perception. Right. What happens quite a lot of time, if your average Joe Blokes want to design the house, they go to the nearest architect. The architect will say that he's been in business for the good 40 years. Mm -hmm. He knows how to do everything, and he does it the most simple and cost-effective way for you. Simple, cost-effective way doesn't always mean a good, eco-friendly Livable house. Yep. No, this is just your bone stock, timber, um, sorry, the New Zealand building code requirement. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Nothing yeah. above that. And most of the people are not even aware of anything that goes into that
1: house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: We, we do a fair bit of new houses for people who are interested, who, who are designing and looking for the products themselves. Yep. This is when
1: we do the new business. So when they've done the research. and When they've, they've done the research, when they talk they to Homestar,
0: anyone else, they've talked to people, they found out what's available on the market, yeah. and then all of a sudden they do not want to use that recommendation.
1: Yeah. I cut you off at the beginning. I never let you finish. Why, why you do what you do?
0: For some reason, I thrive on education, uh-huh. out of all things. I don't do much sales lately especially lately it's more of talking to people and actually showing that there is a difference. Yeah. Probably it, it's a little bit narcissistic to say that I make the challenge, I make the change. Yeah. But somewhere deep inside I believe I do make a change for a lot of people. Yeah. Even though it, it's just making the house a slightly better place but I sleep better at night knowing that they're not going to have funny spores growing in their carpet yeah, because yeah. the water runs down, the aluminium goes into the carpet, and this is where the mould grows.
1: And that's the thing with these houses that you describe, uh just meeting the building code. They'll be warm and they'll be reasonably comfortable, but they'll have condensation on the inside of them. No matter what you do. Brand new houses. And I've seen that. Um, quite expensive houses, double glazed. But uh, they're wet on the inside of the frames because they're just aluminium, which is a great conductor. So whatever temperature it is outside, it's going to be exactly that same temperature right. on the inside of the frame. The
0: condensation is its quite simple to understand the way it works. Yeah. Your windows are not responsible for condensation, as funny as it sounds.
1: Uh-huh.
0: C- uh, condensation is moisture. It's yep. humidity. Yep. So if you have it inside the house, no matter what, the condensation will surface one yeah. way or another yeah preferably if you get rid of it before it surfaces yep now the way it, the way it surfaces is during the night you exhale about sort of what 3 4 liters mm-hmm. between two of you and it all goes up in the air yeah if you don't have proper ventilation what you end up with your window cools down to the same temperature as outside so if you yep. got sort of 6 degrees outside overnight mm-hmm your inside aluminium frame will give you about eight or nine. Yeah. Now the trick is as soon as the temperature on the surface of the window goes below thirteen, mm-hmm. this is when the water will start showing up.
1: Yeah. On average depending on the, the dew point of the particular yes. relative humidity. Yes. But around about, around yeah, about 13. 12, thirteen I've I've measured up I think about twenty houses so far. Yeah.
0: 13 seems to be the most common one.
1: And that's not that. And, and this is the thing that I find interesting because people say, here, particularly here in Auckland, oh, Auckland's not that cold, which is maybe true on average, but this is not about averages, is it? It's no. any time that it drops down below that point is yep. when you get condensation. So, yeah, it may be average temperature higher than that. But if it's dropped below at any point, it'll get wet.
0: No matter what. As soon as, soon as you got the temperature drop,
1: Yeah, and that'll happen probably for quite a long period of the year. Well, that's your winter, really. Well, it's for all of winter, but it's probably a good chunk of the shoulder seasons as well when you get nighttime temperatures below. I still
0: live in the rental unit that's got rather horrible aluminum windows. And we had it back in March yeah, when it was still fairly warm, but we just had one of the colder nights, put it this way. Yeah, yeah. So we got the heater on, and that brought up the room till I think quite close to 21, which was... Not bad. Then overnight, the temperature went to something funny like 7 degrees.
1: And then your relative humidity goes right up because it just can't hold all that moisture in the air. Correct.
0: So all of a sudden, you have a flood on your windows. <laughs> yeah. And what, what always fascinated me with um, aluminum, till this day, any brand new aluminum window will have a drainage channel on it.
1: Yeah. On the which is a bit of a warning sign. We, when really, you look that's at it. A red flag right so, here. what way.
0: The funny, the funny thing about it is, as opposed to actually fixing the problem, yeah. no, we're just kind of putting the bandaid over it and saying, this is where the water will go. And yeah. it runs down yeah. underneath, over this hill flashing, and outside. That's yeah. it. No which water for you. A, it's a good point. <laughs> Why?
1: No, it's basically designing. The fact that there's going to be moisture yeah, into yeah. the system.
0: What also doesn't help is – I won't mention the names, but quite a few government source, um, sorry, government sources have little publications on condensation. And few of the brochures say, no, that's a fairly normal thing to have.
1: Yeah, right. As
0: atrocious as it sounds, it will say that that's fine. Mop it up. You have the channels. The water will go away.
1: Yeah, right. Huh. And I, I guess the unfortunate thing is, it's normal in New Zealand, but yes. it doesn't have to be that way. No. This is why I'm saying we can make a change. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, we're, we're just about out of time, but obviously, Oleg, you could talk about Windows for quite a while, and I, I feel like I probably could too. Um, what is, and I was going to ask you about cost effectiveness and what people should do, but the fact that such a large chunk of your business is retrofit that would point to the fact that this is worth it. If you've got an old house and you've done the ceiling and you've done the floor, are windows really the next place for people to look at?
0: What I would say is this is probably the place to start as Mm -hmm. soon as you've done your walls. Right. Because what happens... A lot of the time, you might overestimate of what needs to be done Uh just to make the house livable. A lot of people on the budget out there, they they cannot afford to do the whole shipping. They can't go roof, floor, walls, everything. Yeah. Now, with windows, easiest way to understand it, as in one of the previous podcasts, um, Mari mentioned it, to understand your heat loss in the house. Turn it upside down. Imagine filling it up with hot water. Uh huh. What are the places that are cool, going to cool down the water the most? Yeah. Glass. Glass and any metal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. As soon as you have windows replaced, you're getting rid of the biggest heat loss yeah. factor. Yeah, yeah. You're getting rid of the moisture. So all of a sudden, the aver- average temperature inside the house, if you measure it mm-hmm. without proper UPVC double glazing – It will say, okay, say 15 degrees, right? Yeah. 15 degrees in a horribly humid house feels like 10 degrees. Yeah,
1: right. 15
0: degrees in a dry place Mm -hmm. feels more like 20, really. Mm -hmm. So it's not about the overall temperature. It's the feel. Yeah. When you walk inside the house with a proper joinery, you feel that it's actually much easier to breathe. All of a sudden, you feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. So, yes, we can go on in a very long argument in terms of cost effectiveness, but at the end of the day, please pay attention to the fact that you get yourself a better place to live in.
1: And what about people who are worried about having uh, PVC, and we mentioned at the beginning, off-gassing, and some people just don't like the idea of UPVC because they think it's unnatural and it's got nasty chemicals. Is that a valid concern?
0: Unfortunately, no, it's not. I would hate to disappoint a lot of people, especially UPVC haters. But the reality is, it has been tested million times. Uh-huh. It has been proven that nothing happens with these windows. They do not leach anything out. The scariest point was until 1998, when the new law um, was said that right. the window UPVC window must not use any lead as a stabilizer. Right. So lead was the only poisonous thing uh-huh. used in UPVC for quite a while yes. as a stabilizer. Yeah. As of 1998, um, and I think the cutoff point for the suppliers was two, 2012, Yeah. everything must be replaced with kelt, um, calcium zinc stabilizers. Right. Our supplier done it on the spot. They've done it in 99, really. Right. right. Yep. So, so there's
1: no lead. Um, no
0: lead, calcium zinc. There is a countless amount of tests mm. showing that mm. no, nothing happens with it. And what we really got to have a look at is the rest of the world uses it just fine. Yep. Why do we need to be so special and come up with our own ways of using aluminum?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not as special as we think we are, which is a, cop- a topic we quite regularly, uh, our conclusion at least, we quite regularly come to on, on the show. Hey, um, Oleg, what's your favorite book?
0: Airport, um, probably. It's slightly different to what I do these days. Yeah. But um, it kind of keeps me keeps me interested in things at all times. Um, What it shows is, no matter what you think you have under control, there is always something little somewhere that you're missing. Yeah. And a little bit more attention to details would pay off.
1: That's a great analogy for anyone designing a house. Yes,
0: definitely. Please, please, please do not overlook little details.
1: Where can people find you, like if they want more information?
0: Warmwindows.co.nz. Give us a call. Send us an email. Anything works, and we will get back to you within 24 hours.
1: Are you across country?
0: All over the place. Um, shameless plug for Wellington Agency. Ross McKittrick is a great guy who you need to talk to if you're in the Wellington area. He's our... Agent there and been working with us successfully for the past three years, really. Yep. Um, South Auckland, or anyone in North Island, sorry, top part of the North Island. But yeah, we do cover anything from. So
1: check out the website and. website, all of the details there.
0: Must do a shameless plug for our friends in Christchurch, NK Windows. Um, They do absolutely great stuff.
1: They're your competitor.
0: In this environment, I can't really call them a competitor. Right. I would be happy if we had 20 suppliers here. Uh-huh. That just means that over the time, the market is big enough. New Zealand is big enough for quite a lot of companies to be here and operating yep. successfully. Yep. If there is one more supplier of quality product, I don't mind. It's great. It's working for the same cause. It's showing people that there are better things. Nice. We can increase the quality of our living in New Zealand.
1: Awesome. Oleg, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Well, how was that? I hope you learnt a lot there about UPVC. I certainly did. 1875, that's incredible, when uh, uh, PVC was first discovered in its original kind of useless form as a a bit of a white powder. But um, lots of development through the 90s, 50s, 60s, 1970s, uh, and as Oleg described up to about generation eight. So it's had a lot of development and in that time had a lot of improvements to become the product that it is today. We talked a lot of there about standards and I'll put a link in the notes on the blog site at homestylegreen.com slash seven seven. Uh, for there's a really good page on the Window Association of New Zealand all about the specific standard that Oleg was talking about. That's the um, severe climate requirements for European standard EN twelve six zero eight for UPVC window profiles. You can read up all about it there. Um, Oleg also mentioned the ideal house. Now make sure you head over to Homestyle Green dot com slash 56 that'll take you to the episode that I did with Murray Durbin and that was the the home that um that Oleg was talking about and indeed Oleg supplied the windows for that uh, ideal passive house um a couple of other points I took away from that it's as much about the temperature of uh the ambient temperature that hits the windows as it is uv now uv is an important factor that uh, PVC needs to be protected against, but it's also about the ambient temperature. And that was really interesting, that point that PVC supplied to certain places like Australia and New Zealand may be slightly different from the PVC, UPVC that's supplied to parts of Europe or, or North America. So I guess what we can take out of that is that those issues have been thought through And providing you get the right material and a reputable supplier who's complying to those, those standards, then you should get a good product. That's going to last a long time. Um, and eh? how, how, just how bad is aluminium? Really good point there, which I hadn't really thought about too much that a lot of thermally, um, sorry, aluminium profiles actually have drainage channels in them. They're, They're designed because they know that they're going to condensate on the inside. So sort of designing in a failing almost. So why would you even go there? Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Love to know what your thoughts are on UPVC. I know that um, previous guests have uh, talked about them, and it does come up quite a lot in higher performance uh, buildings. So they're definitely out there. They're um, pretty getting more and more common. But I know that there is some hesitation to using them as well. So I'd love to know your thoughts. Head on over to homestylegreen.com/slash/seventy-seven and uh, leave a comment in the uh, in the notes there. And also, if you are designing a building, thanks once again to Nudora who helped bring the show to you and help keep it free. Check them out. Uh, if you're in New Zealand, then it's energyefficientbuilding.co.nz. Everywhere else, nodora.com, and you can also call them on 0800-NODORA. That's 0800-683-672. Until next week, this is Matthew Cutler-Welsh for Homestyle Green. Now go make a better place to live.